This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the Deal. deal. Listen to the deal. Listen to the deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry. Also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Welcome <laughs> to the Broncos Binge Podcast. A podcast for those who bleed orange and blue. This one's for John. Produced locally in Denver, Colorado. Now, here's your hosts, Rachel Strand and Dalton Coble. Hello, Broncos country, and welcome to the Broncos Binge Podcast, the Denver Broncos podcast made by fans for fans. I am your host, Rachel Strand, and I am actually doing this episode by myself this week, as my good buddy and co-host Dalton Coble is spending time with his family for the holidays. This episode will also be a bit shorter for this week and a little less edited, so I apologize in advance for any mouth-breathing you hear on my end. Well, Broncos country, we are back in the loss column again. A place that we are unfortunately all too familiar with this season. Except the most recent loss has me a little bit more depressed. Because we really let the bum-ass Raiders and bum-ass Josh McDaniels sweep us on the season. Like, how utterly embarrassing is that? But before we dive into that, let's update on some injury news. Newly acquired running back Chase Edmonds will be out for several weeks with an ankle injury. Edmonds was acquired in the trade where the Broncos sent Bradley Chubb to the Dolphins. With the recent release of Melvin Gordon, the Broncos running back room is now Latavius Murray and Marlon Mack. Expect the Broncos to potentially bring someone up from the practice squad or sign another running back to help with the depth. Wide receiver Jerry Judy did not play against the Raiders and has also missed practice this week. His status for the upcoming game against the Panthers is unknown. So, heading into the reaction to the previous game, as much as I just want to bury this entire game behind me and just not think of it at all, unfortunately, we have to. Again, for the billionth time, this was a winnable game for the Broncos. Being swept by the Raiders is literally like a special kind of hurt. Like, it's really hard to put into words. Like, the vehement hate that I have for their entire franchise. I, I am just beyond angry that we have not beaten them in a while. Like, it literally is making my blood boil. The offense, I will say that the offense looked a tiny bit better 
with Clint Kubiak calling the plays. I wasn't expecting anything really night and day, considering just how injury depleted we are, but I will say we had some pretty good looking drives that were successful and we actually scored. Mind you, what, I think our average is still like 14 per game. Our average is like 14 per game and we're still the worst in the league. Regardless, I will say that we looked a little bit better. I'm not trying to really find a scapegoat here because with how this Broncos season has gone, honestly, there's a lot of blame to go around for everyone. But Melvin Gordon, man, I know it's kind of beating a dead horse now that he's been released, but holy cow, dude. Yes, he's he's arguably lost us a couple games early in the season with his fumbles, and it could be argued that he was kind of responsible for the loss against the Raiders this past week. If I recall, the Broncos had a successful drive where we were sitting on the doorstep of the end zone, and I think we had been kind of using Latavius Murray exclusively, and he's been having some success, but for some reason, Nathaniel Hackett decided to march Melvin Gordon out there, and I don't know Melvin Gordon must have had some sort of blackmail against Hackett or something for him to be able to get these this many snaps, but he marched Melvin Gordon out there, and lo and behold, on the doorstep of the end zone, Melvin Gordon fumbled. Somehow, some way, we ended up recovering the ball. I think it was an offensive lineman that jumped on it, but it didn't matter because it just killed any sort of momentum that we had, and we couldn't end up getting into the end zone. We tried for a field goal, and it ended up being blocked. So, we didn't get seven points. We didn't even get three points. We got zero, thanks to Melvin Gordon and his well-known buttery fingers. So, I am glad that door is now fully shut, and it's. I'm just glad that whole tenure is over with Melvin Gordon. Um, I mean, I never really warmed up to him being here in Denver, and I don't think fans really did as well. Maybe it was just something to do with his personality, but even on his way out, he kind of said that, you know, the fans were a little little vicious to him, but I'm like, can you blame him, though? I mean, <laughs> when, when you've been fumbling this much, it's hard for the fans to not be a little angry at you, so... Hopefully Melvin will find some success somewhere else with another team, but I'm just glad that we're, the whole Melvin Gordon experience is over, and personally, I kind of liked how Latavius Murray looked, and I wish we would have utilized him more, but now with Gordon officially gone, I guess it's the Latavius Murray show and maybe Marlon Mack and whoever else we sign or bring up from the practice squad. So, heading into the end of the game, what the hell was that play call on defense in overtime where Devontae Adams was left so wide open. Like, what the hell went? What ha- What happened? Was it, like, zone coverage or something like that? I All I know is that I think Pat Sertan was probably the closest guy to Adams, and there's some blown coverage some there, somewhere, and I know Justin Simmons after the game was like, yeah, you can't just blame anybody. It's all of us. And that is correct to some degree, but I think it was kind of a rough day for Pat Sertan. And those are going to happen. They happen for every player in the NFL, no matter how good they are. So it was a little bit of a rough game for Pat Sertan. And I mean, he's still one of the top cornerbacks in the game and he he should be getting Pro Bowl nods this year. So fans, I know we're responsible for voting players into the Pro Bowl. So I hope the fans really step up and help get Pat Sertan into the Pro Bowl in his second year, mind you. For for a cornerback to be that good in his second year is astounding. But I'm confident that 
Sertan will be able to bounce back, but man, that was that was really a knife through the heart there at the end to have such a wide open play for a walk off win. Like I I don't think I reacted initially, honestly. I think I just kinda walked upstairs just kind of sat down in my bed and was like, huh, I guess that really happened, huh? I don't know. I don't know. I guess my antidepressants are putting up a valiant effort this year in keeping my emotions contained or something like that. But yeah, it it was a ugly game. But unfortunately, we have to move on and we are now on to the Panthers. So stepping into some fan questions here, Mr. Tank 46 asks, do we sit Russ for the rest of the season? Um, Given the kind of player Russ is, I don't think he would be happy with being sat for the remainder of the season. Also, I think we have dumped way too much money into him to sit him at any point. I mean, if there was if there was some sort of lingering injury, that would probably warrant him sitting for the rest of the season. That's probably the only likely way that'll happen. But honestly, the season is already kind of over. So, I mean, if Russ is healthy, we might as well just continue on and see what else we can do. We're not really playing for anything. I mean, I guess our only motivation right now is to win so we give the Seahawks a worse pick because, you know, they got our pick. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. They got our first-round picks in exchange for Wilson, so... I guess that's kind of our only motivation moving forward is giving them bad picks and I guess just maintaining our dignity. I'm not a big fan of going on losing streaks, so I would like it if the Broncos can get some more wins here. I mean, the season's already embarrassing enough, so let's let's try to keep winning. I know the season is pretty much lost, but let's let's keep trying, you know? MTSA47 asks... What do you think is our only solution at this point for the rest of the season? It kind of ties into the previous question, but it's honestly kind of hard with the season kind of being a loss already. We're not going to be rewarded at the end of the season because of our our bad record. We're not going to be rewarded with a high draft pick because we no longer have those. So our only solution is to just keep playing. I mean, I think Hackett's playing for his job right now. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I I don't know really what they're going to do here. I just hope they're going to keep trying to win and they just don't give up. I mean, I'm always a fan of seeing the Broncos win. I know we don't really have a chance at the playoffs, but our only solution is to just see what we can do. We have a very injury-decimated team, so I don't know what this team's going to look like in a couple weeks. We might be playing with only third and fourth stringers. Who knows? I mean, with at the rate we've been losing players, who even knows what we're going to look like in a couple weeks. But I think we just kind of stay the course and just keep trying. Yeah, just keep trying. Our last question comes from Peyton Miller 36 and they ask, do you think the TD in overtime on Sunday was Patrick Sertan's fault? Um, I think technically or like in a literal sense it was. 
I think it was kind of a miscommunication slash blown coverage slash poor play calling, just kind of a vicious combination of both or a vicious combination of all of those things. So it's really hard to, you know, you can't really pin it on one player, but if you're kind of looking things in a literal sense, I think Sertan was the one that was covering Adams. And like I mentioned before, every player is going to have their bad games. Even the best players had their bad days. So it's nothing to be entirely worried about. He will bounce back. So it was just unfortunate that uh, it just happened to be uh, a walk-off touchdown for a win. I still absolutely hate the overtime rules. I think in the playoffs they changed it to where it's not sudden death or like first touchdown wins the game. I think in I think they did that like after the Bills Chiefs game ended the way it did in the playoffs last year. They changed it so the playoffs aren't you know based on whoever wins the coin toss essentially. So yeah, it's it sucks. Hopefully the NFL will look into implementing a better overtime rule. I'm kind of a fan of the college overtime thing where they start them somewhat in the red zone. They have four chances to get into the end zone, and then the other team has to match it, just kind of a shootout style rather than, hey, we won the coin toss. Now we all all we have to do is march it down to the end zone and win, and the other, other team doesn't even get a chance. So not a big fan of that. So hopefully the NFL will change that eventually because I'm not a big fan of losing in that type of scenario. A preview of the upcoming game. The three-win Broncos are heading to face a Panthers team that is also not exactly good. They are a team, I think they were the first team to actually fire their head coach this season. Uh, I think it was sometime early in the season that they hired Matt Rule. That whole experiment just did not go well. I wasn't a fan of the hiring in the first place, and I knew it wasn't really going to work out well. So um, the Broncos will be playing Sam Darnold because Baker Mayfield has been benched. So we don't really know who we'll see, which type of Sam Darnold we'll see. I mean, he's obviously not had the best career for being a first round pick, but you know, with how this way this Broncos season has gone so far, they really can't afford to look any teammate or they can't afford to overlook any team. And hopefully they won't with the Panthers. But again, this is a winnable game we have here. And the biggest question is, will the Broncos beat themselves? And after 11, 12 weeks, that's kind of been the pattern here. And they haven't really done anything otherwise. They haven't really done anything to convince us otherwise that they won't beat themselves. So hopefully we can continue kind of rolling with a with kind of the positives that happened with the offense uh, against the Raiders. So who knows what we will see. I hope that the Broncos will be able to get in the end zone and maybe, you know, score more than 20 points. I know that's kind of hard. That's wishful thinking, considering we average like 14 points a game. But, you know, one can only hope. In terms of prediction slash players to watch, again, it's, it's hard to really put out a prediction with the team kind of putting out the same shit every week. Regarding players to watch, I guess the offense this time, that's kind of a rarity. I've always say, hey, what I've always said, hey, keep an eye on the defense, but I'm saying maybe offense this time. Maybe more specifically Greg Dulcich. I really like 
what he can do and he's just he's a twitchy tight end he he's fun to watch and I hope that the Broncos will be able to utilize him and maybe they'll be able to tear apart the Panthers defense a little bit who knows again wishful thinking for a team that has only got three wins (laughs) so uh in terms of who's gonna win it's fully in the Broncos hands Every game this season for them has been winnable, and we've kind of shot ourselves in the foot every game. Can the Broncos actually capitalize on the multiple opportunities they're given and get the win? Or will they crumble in the final minutes like they did against the Raiders? So it's it's hard to predict. I think we'll see somewhat of a similar thing that we've been seeing all season. I'm happy that Hackett finally turned the play calling over to Clint Kubiak kind of makes me wonder what exactly Hackett does now, now that he's kind of delegated all of his duties to other people. (laughs) I know Clint Kubiak does the play calling, and we hired some guy for all the decision making, and, you know, if we should go for it on fourth down type stuff. So I don't, what what does he do? Is he just kind of a sideline cheerleader or something? Do we, do we need to give him a little fidget spinner? Give him something to do with his hands? I don't know. Because <laughs> it's kind of weird to see him down there not holding a play sheet. But hopefully the Broncos will continue to improve offensively. And I'm kind of excited to see what more Clint Kubiak can do with the offense. So thank you for tuning into this kind of short episode of the Broncos Binge Podcast. The Broncos Binge Podcast will be released weekly every Wednesday, and we hope you will tune in for future episodes as the season progresses. We have moved to Wednesday, by the way. If you have any comments or suggestions, please let us know. We want to make this podcast as fun and enjoyable as possible for our listeners. I hope you all have a wonderful Thanksgiving with all your friends and family. If your family starts pecking on you about the Broncos, I don't know, maybe start crying or something they'll start picking on you if they see how much it hurts you and besides we should be bouncing back eventually i'm not entirely sure when that will happen but hopefully it will be happening eventually maybe by next thanksgiving who knows once again i am your host rachel strand thanks for listening and go broncos Thank you for listening to the Broncos Binge Podcast, a part of the Mile High Report Podcast Network. Make sure to follow at RachelNFL and NFL Dalton on Twitter for more Broncos news and content.